This is... This is the Euro Step In. Hi, my name is Paige. Graduated at... <laughs> I forgot how old I was. I'm, uh, graduated at 22 in 2020 and I went to Midland Juco in Texas and I went to University of Florida in Florida. Marvellous. Um, and Paige, can you confirm or let us know what conference um, the Florida Gators played in? The SEC. Okay, cool. Um, and Midlands, what conference was that? What what level? It was NGCAA. Um, and it was a... I just know it was a really hard conference. It was like... Okay. Yeah, Texas conference. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for joining us today. Um, right, so... I guess in both both accounts um, at Midlands and with the Gators, um, what can you tell us what the league play was like? Um, like, was it you know what's first of all what's the level in you know JUCO when you went to JUCO and then how was the difference playing in college? Okay, um, so JUCO when I went to JUCO they didn't they didn't really like care about size or um, or bulkness. Like they just wanted you to get up and down the floor and make plays. Mm -hmm. So it was quite, it was quite freestyle, but with some sort of structure, like everything was some sort of play. Whereas in, um, in Florida, it was very, it was very structured, but we had a lot of like, so if we had a, a play called green, we'd have like green go or green flip. Like we had like plays out of plays. And um, so it was like, got to remember a lot of plays at the end of it. And then, you know, it was very fast. SEC is a really fast conference. I feel like I played against the best girls in the nation, arguably. And, you know, uh, when I was in JUCO, I was 180. Um, pounds and then when I went to um, D1 I went up to 195 within my two years they were like we're gonna get you big because they thought I was like too skinny too lanky they wanted me to get some size so I can play on the inside but I wouldn't say it was it's a mixture of guards and big because in the SEC everyone can play the guards can play the bigs can play and I'm I'm six two, well, arguably six four, but I was playing against girls who were six seven, you know. Oh, and wow. Yeah, so Tia McCowan, like she went Mississippi State. She was six, one of the biggest girls I played with. She was big, <laughs> she was big, and it's just like having opportunities to play against girls like that. Like these girls can play, like is they 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 can play. But I would say like my JUCO team has potential to be a lot of D1 teams. I can say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard, I've heard, you know, quite a few um, JUCO teams are pretty stacked and uh, for one reason or another, they got a lot of athletes who didn't quite make it to D1 or in the process of qualifying. So there are quite a few JUCOs at male and female level that, you know, are, are pretty good, you know, pretty good programs. Yeah, and sometimes people, like, will start off at, like, a really good school and sometimes they just go to JUCO so they don't lose a year of eligibility or wh whatever the case may be. So then they, like, I remember um, we played a team, we played New Mexico, the JUCO team, and um, 
they had a lot of transfer. So it was a lot of girls from D1 who've now gone to their team and they just do that so they don't lose eligibility and then they can go to another D1 or wherever they want to go. So sometimes it just works like that. Fair enough. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, what helped you to graduate and play at the same time? What helped me graduate and play at the same time? So in Florida, like, Florida is a top school. <laughs> like, it's actually a really hard school to get into to begin with. Like, so you would think it's an Ivy League school in the SEC. That's how everyone sees it, which is, yeah, I would agree. So with that being said, like for the athletes to actually graduate, they had like their, their own like tutoring building. So when you finish practicing, you go straight to tutoring and your tutors can work with you in the building or they can go to a library, but it's all like done through your um, academic advisor. And then even on away games, our academic advisors always on top of us saying, hey, you need to pass this, you need to, we have study hall. But like, what's different from my school, I think from other like D1 schools is we didn't technically have study hall when we were like on campus, we would have tutoring. So everyone has their own tutoring session. It could be before class, after class, lunchtime, because everyone's needs are different. So just mm-hmm. so then those needs are met, like everyone has a specific tutor, or it could even be group tutoring. If like a lot of athletes in the same class, like I had one mental health class, or so I was, I majored in sociology and so did a lot of my um, teammates. So we had a lot of the same tutors. So we kind of did like a lot of group tutoring. So we got work done quicker and we could help each other. So I think that's one of the main things that did help was the fact that we had a tutor to, you know, we had a whole tutoring building. It's, it's a really good building. Like you go in, there's snacks at the bottom. So you go downstairs, get <laughs> get some Gatorade. beef jerky you know and then go back up and just do tutoring but also what i do think was helped is that um is the structure so every your day's planned out for you so with the tutoring and the uh studying and um training like our our director does everything for us They, they will tell us how our day is and and if you want to put up extra shots, obviously that's not on the schedule, but that is something that's always, you're always able to do. And um, so, you, you know, it's like, I think that really did help because it, you have structure and you know what you need to get done. And once you get all of that done, you can then do what you want to do in terms of, okay, yeah, all right. So we have training table where all the athletes eat, like football players, gymnasts, track and field, we all eat. And that is between, what time was it? It was between six and eight. So those were that was our dinner time. And that's when you eat. And then after that, people generally go to tutor until like 10. Do you know what I mean? So then it's like, you have an eating time to make sure everyone eats at a specific time. And then your So your was the tutoring compulsory? Was it like, did no, you have to go? Okay. No, no, it wasn't compulsory. It's if it's needed. Like if, if it's needed, it is compulsory. Like if you're failing a class, you have to go to tutoring. And like, I technically was never in that situation, but I um, I went to tutoring a lot because I needed someone to make sure I did my work. Because <laughs> me going home, or like even just to look over it, because sometimes the way I talk, like London, London slang or whatever, or however I approach things might be a bit different to how the teachers in America might 
want it so I would have to like always go to tutor and just to read over my work and just make sure everything's okay that's why I text me I just went over just to make sure I got the AOK and I'm gonna get just, the best just a I little can. bit of support just to help you make yeah. sure you okay yeah. there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that would you say what would you say the hacks are you know what's 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 the hacks you can share for anyone that's you know going to start is there a way of um easily getting your work done you know uh, when we spoke to pete last week um he was talking about hanging out with the smart kids and um making sure that you you know build a good relationship with your lecturers what's what were the hacks for you to get your work done well okay like you know your, your coach is going to tell you sit at the front of the desk um sit at the front of the class and make sure the teacher knows your name and stuff like that not really all that important <laughs> 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 but technically i do sit at the front <clears throat> I, I find it hard to concentrate like florida tried to diagnose me with adhd which i don't think i have but so i actually okay. have to sit at the front like because i need to concentrate that's for myself and um i would say like yeah creating relationships with the right people so you know they're going to help you and being an athlete everyone's always going to want to be around you like it, it sounds crazy but it's just like everyone's going to always want to be around you and that could be a pro and a con sometimes people can see through you and be like oh yeah they're just using because they want to get their work done do you know what i mean whereas mm -hmm. sometimes if you actually create a relationship and people can see you're more than just an athlete you're actually a person and you, know, you want to crack jokes and this that and the other they're like oh yeah yeah we can we can do our work together oh yeah nah yeah we got this like so i would say like just creating relationships with everyone because you never know where someone could help or how someone could help you even. could be in like a um a political class and then next semester you could have a um a business class yeah um someone in your political class this semester could be like oh that marketing class you took i took it with that instructor um don't take it with that instructor because I heard that this instructor is better. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so even kind of like okay. creating relationships in that aspect, like you never know where someone could come in and help and be like, oh yeah, they're actually helping me out because this instructor is not going to make me do X amount of work or they grade like this or this might be easier for me. So let me tell that to my academic advisor to make sure I don't have a certain instructor or I can get this instructor. So you never know where someone could help, you know? Okay, so, yeah, Create relationships wherever you can with the instructor. Like I remember in JUCO, I was like, oh yeah, in London, um, like my, I, I was in a math class. I, it was statistics. I was like, yeah, in London we do things so differently. Like I actually don't know like what I'm doing here. Can you help me? My my teacher did my whole did my whole like did the whole work for me. <laughs> okay. Like, like even like, but that's because I had a good relationship outside of that, and yeah, so then. Okay. So because I had that relationship, she didn't see much of it, but I was just using her, you know what I mean? So I was mm. just like, yeah, I really don't understand what's going on. Could you just like break it down to me, please? Because in London, we've, we've never done this before. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to use this calculator. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm really frustrated right now. And then, <laughs> and then they were like- You don't no, know no. how to use a calculator. Is that, is that what you got the Americans thinking? <laughs> that, you, that we don't know how to use calculators over here, babe? Really? No, it's a certain calculator, like certain <laughs> methods on a calculator. I'm just like, yeah, I okay. don't know what I'm doing. Sorry. Okay, play damsel in distress, huh? Yeah, the works. Fair enough. All right, so uh, talking about uh, dealing with your role changes, so how you played in England, 
Um, I know you spent a lot of time out in, you know, the Grand Canaries. Um, so what was your role compared to being in America, you know, playing in, uh, you know, the American college game? Was it a lot different? Was you, you know, the star of the show? Was you, did you maintain the same, same, uh, same role? Um, okay, so I played in Grand Canary when I was 13 to 16 and then came back to London uh, 16 to 18 and then went to America. So within the, my whole basketball career, I would say um, being in Spain made me very athletic, which meant when I went to like national teams, they wanted rim runs. They just want me to run the floor, get easy buckets like that that did come into when I went into college in um, America, but uh, they wanted leadership out of me. Before I've never been like a leader sort of role, but because I've been successful in what I've done without having to say a word, like just being a player, mm-hmm. not even a starter. I don't think I started, not, yeah, not even being a starter for England or anything, like just being a player, like, and being successful in what I do. Like when I went to Duke, they were like, oh yeah, you have this experience. They didn't have this experience. You can you can actually coach. Do you know what okay, I mean? Okay, so it's like, yeah. they made, they gave me, they like Duke, yeah, they did put me on some sort of platform where it's like, I was like, because they gave me like confidence to be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing so I can help my teammates and I can help us be successful. And then when I got to um, Florida, it started off, well, I was I was really shy. It's a big shock, like, Juco, you don't do no weights. Juco, you don't, you know, you just play. That's all it is. You just play and, and you run up and down. Whereas in, <laughs> when you go to D1, you're, you're flipping tires, you're um, pulling ropes, like, <laughs> You're doing crazy workouts and um, I, I wouldn't say it wasn't expected, but the way my body like reacted to it was not what I expected. I thought I would have been better to begin with. But my second year, yeah, like I did, I did show a lot of progress and stuff like that. Um, and I was put on the platform where I, I could be a leader and I can help my teammates. So I guess like through like my experience, like I was, the coaches put me in a trusting position where I can help and start to lead. And that's something I'm not used to doing. I'm just used to being told what to do and just do it. So to be in that position, it came with a lot of like, it was hard because I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. But I think overall, like, yeah, like I did end up becoming a sort of like a, a role model basically overall. And did that, did that follow through when you got to Florida or no? In terms of the leadership role and, having yeah. to kind of be like a, a voice that's heard yeah 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 so at the beginning no because i didn't know what i was i didn't like when i went to florida like um they recruited me because uh i was a big who could shoot and then when i got there they didn't want the big shooting so i'm like what on earth do they want me to do <laughs> make up your mind like this is why you recruited yeah. me yeah so i was just like okay like this is my highlight this is my game like (laughs) i don't know what they want me to do so and i went to florida because the coach is someone who who wants everyone to shoot 
So I was thinking, yeah, 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 this man's gonna let me shoot the ball a lot. And and even though he never said, it kind of like discouraged me. So I kind of put myself in a position where I don't feel like I could lead. But then um, last summer I put in a lot of work and I was in a position where I was, I was able to talk and voice my opinions and it wasn't like looked at weirdly it was like my teammates trusted my opinion so i was put in a position where i i, I can be a leader i can lead and so i can lead like the bigs i can say hey look do this do that and they can say the same to me it's nothing personal but it's just like you know what i mean it's all business we all just want to get each other better but before i was not like when i first got to florida i thought i couldn't say a word i'd be like nah i i don't know what i'm doing here you know what i mean like mm. this man took away my game so it's just like i I don't know what to do right now. I don't think I can tell anyone what to do. <laughs> but then the summer I spent, I worked a lot harder and yeah, yeah, yeah I was able to lead. Yeah. Okay. Um, who were the best players that you ever played against or with? So, you know, you, you play, especially being a part of two programs, you spoke about how good your JUCO was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spoke about, you know, the SEC had some of the best players nationally um who were the best that you played against or, or played with um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say janae bun um she's a juco she's a juco prospect and she went to um colorado colorado Baldies, i think you know the buffs yeah she went there um one of the best bigs I've ever played with. She she reminds me a lot of myself. She's really athletic. She gets up and down quick and she has a lot of grit. Like she she made me a better player in Juco. She's a couple years older. Um who else was I'ma say I'ma name four players. So there's Janelle and then I'ma say Danielle Rainey. Um she went to TCU, then she um transferred to Florida. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best guards I've ever played with. Like her eyes, her IQ is dumb. Like it's dumb. Like she sees everything. <laughs> like okay. it's just stupid what she can see. Like and she she will pass in, she will shoot. She just knows. I feel like she just knows what the right decision to make because she can shoot the ball. Like watch out this year because she tore her ACL, but she's coming back. So you're gonna see her on big things. Like like definitely. Okay, we're getting a little inside scoop. Okay. <laughs> yeah and then um uh who else should i say i'm gonna say um, i'm gonna say the whole of south carolina the whole, the whole roster of carolina yeah the whole roster of south carolina <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened just- in that game that sounds serious what happened there they're just really good like they're, <laughs> they're just yeah they I, I like um their team cohesion and how they all play together but they i think they lost one game the whole season like they're just they're just they, they like everyone knows their role and everyone knows what they, what's expected out of them and it just showed on the court like yeah they won um yeah, they're, they're really good. I've like had the season carried on. Like I would have been like happy to watch them play because they 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 did some big things this year. And then I'm gonna say 
Funda Nagasoglu, however you say her last name. She's from Australia. She played at Florida. She used to play at Utah. She's um yeah, she's a shooter, but she can she shoots the ball like I just never seen someone shoot the ball like that. And then I'm gonna say, um, can I say someone who I played on national team with? Uh, sure. Any anyone, anyone that you um, you know, played against, period. I played again. I'm gonna say um, Savannah Wilkinson. She goes to FSU, so you know the UF and F, um, FSU rivalry. Like, mm-hmm. she, um, yeah. Like, the fact is, with her, I played on national team with her. I played. She. I went Oakland. She went Barking. Played against her. Do you know what I mean? So like, always been around her my whole life, and she's a really good friend of mine. So when we go like, go at it on court in America, and it's like. Yeah. On it. <laughs> Is it is it, is it is it a bit of a dogfight? Is it? It gets it gets yeah. rough. Yeah, but it does. But there'll be elbows thrown or whatever, probably for me. But it's just like after the game, it's all love. Like that's what I love about her. Mm-hmm. Like she never takes anything personal, and she knows it's just a game. I never take anything personal. She's just fun to play against and with. And then, you know, I don't know. I love, like, my whole team in Florida, all of them, Kiki, Faith, Lav, Nina, um, Zayda, all of them. I love playing with every single one of them. So it's just like, to me, they made me a better person and a better player. But, like, all the other people I played with, like, yeah, no, the SEC's tough, man. Everyone's good. (laughs) It's hard to, like, pick out individuals because everyone's good. There's a girl in in Auburn, and um, she was getting double-doubles every single game. She's... Apart from when she played you, right? No, when she played me as well. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to shoot you some bail. I was trying to help. Yeah, thanks. I was was trying. I was trying. Um, Okay, so with the knowledge you have now, if you Mm -hmm. were to redo three things coming into college, what would it be? Or what would they be, sorry? I wouldn't go to Juco. Ooh, why is that? I don't think Juco sets you up for um, D1 or D2. Okay, and, that, and, that's, hey, and, that's, and that's what we're here to talk about, man. Like anything yeah. that you you feel, you know, is, is, is helpful, but okay. But not everyone has that route to get to D1 straight away. So the function of Juco is that kind of the bridge, whether it be, you know, a pre- like kind of like a prep year, uh, remain, uh, you know, keep your eligibility, um, getting your grades up, you know. Yeah. I think I would have preferred to do a third year in okay. London and then went out to America. I, like, I only say this because it's like, I feel like I was better prepared for D1 out of high school, you know, out of college. It, it's weird because I feel like like I went to Juco because my grades were poor. Like I did poor in school. Um, I left Spain with like four GCSEs, <laughs> so I, I did really bad. And then um, yeah, so like I was meant to go to Clemson originally, and then so yeah, I wow. had to go to Juco. And then after Juco, the plan was was to to go to Clemson, but the coaches got fired. Mm-hmm. So then it was like okay, and Ju- with Juco now like some coaches can be really like shady with you because mm-hmm. technically you can just be there for one year but they're going to contract you for two years and then so like i could have just been there for one year because my grades went up but they kept me for another year and i didn't know that everyone was like 
Paige, you can just stay for one year, you know? I was like, they didn't tell me that. You know what I mean? Okay, so you wasn't informed. No one told you that you uh, could, you could do And it was kind of annoying. Year. Yeah, it was really annoying. And um, I feel like my coach is an amazing person at Juco and everything, but I just don't feel like they helped, like they cared so much about their season and getting their ring. And a lot of us are just there to get to the next step. So yeah, we want to win here and everything there. But at the same time, like I need to go on my visits. I need to talk to coaches. You know what I mean? It's like doing the whole like last two years of like being 17 and 18 all over again. So it's like, I have to redo all that. And they weren't letting that happen because they don't give you your letters. They don't tell you what who's recruiting you because wow. they want you to focus on um, that season and I feel like they think if you well this is for my school specifically I, don't, I can't talk for all you yeah, 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 but for me it seems like a consistency with every single player like they're not telling who's recruiting who or whatever 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 so they can win but they, they feel like if we like look at different schools like we're gonna lose focus on Juco you know what I mean What's going on? which is fair enough but at the same time it's like <laughs> I need to know who's recruiting me. And there's a lot of lot of coaches, like Virginia was recruiting me, a lot of people who were recruiting me who stopped recruiting me because my coach doesn't give any feedback on the player or let us speak to coaches. So it was really, I was quite upset because all these people recruiting me and it's just like, I had no idea. And a lot of them like, oh, I'm not going to deal with her because she goes to that school. Do you know what I mean? And it was just things I didn't know. And I was just, and the reason why I chose um, Midland College because I saw a lot of the bigs went to quite successful schools. And it was schools that were kind of recruiting me to begin with. So I was like, okay, so this must be a good program where I could keep up my strength, you know, and keep up my game and stuff. Mm -hmm. Which in turn it was, it was. But I just don't think, in terms of recruiting, like I had letters that came in uh, it could be Easter, right? I'd be getting letters that were from Halloween, and I've never wow. seen it before. So all these coach, so all these schools that were interested in me, like suddenly they just came through the mail. Do you know what I mean? It was just, mm. and some of my letters were opened. So consent, where's the consent? Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. it, uh, confidential things. It's like, yeah, it, I was quite upset. Like when I left Juco, I didn't didn't even get to say goodbye to my coaches like they just man that's like, a goodbye isn't it wow that's i mean yeah that's that's tough um and i guess from the coach's point of view and i'm not saying it's right or wrong but i'm just saying the other side of the coin is you know jobs are on the line um, yeah. as you said they're trying to get their ring or you know i, I guess uh, a lot of positions uh, a lot of coaching positions in the states is performance based you know and if you don't get results you know yeah. you, you're out the door so yeah it, it, as i said i'm not excusing it but i'm just trying to give it some reason to why they may have done some stuff yeah um, and that's what i'm saying like, i understand like yeah it's like they want us to focus on that but at the end of the day like our career doesn't stop at juco so it's like if we just know your education nor does my education so the only reason why i actually got to florida was because when i was when i was in um when i was in college in london uh i was in contact with a coach 
not the floor as a coach it was a coach um from before like she's known me since i was 15 since i was in spain like she's been talking to me on and off on and off and so she's been she's the coach at colorado where who i just said went to she's a coach there and then she then she coached in arizona and then she went to florida so because i have her on facebook and stuff i was able to contact her behind my coach's back so that's how I got to Florida. Had it not been for that, I wouldn't have went to Florida. I probably, probably would have went back to London because I had no school. Like all the schools, like I had Mizzou. Mizzou spoke to me once and they were like, um, yeah, yeah, we want you to get you out on a visit. And this was in February. And I was like, my coach was like, no, she can't go on her visit. It's still end of season. It's pretty late but by then. By then you pretty much have your next team up. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it was just quite annoying. So the, the coaches from Midlands like specifically said like you, you can't go, you can't go on a visit. Yeah. They said I can't go on no visits. They said I can't watch um games on, on TV. Okay. That's interesting. I I've never heard coaches blatantly say no, but I Yeah. No, each and the situation. Thing was, like I I wanted to go on visits in January because you know like you come back earlier for basketball and school doesn't start till like mid-January. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of days where we weren't doing anything. So I was like, I can go visit a school. Like I could have went and visited a lot of schools and they were like, no, you can't. We're not allowing you to do that. And I was like, but I have no school. We're not training. So it's just like, what is really in the way? Did, did, did they give you a reason for it or anything? Or? They were just like, this is not the way it goes out there. But what's funny about this is, is that, um, so when I was a freshman, the sophomores told me this is how he's going to do it because that's what was going on in there, yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I, I stayed in contact with my um, high school coach. I mean, I played at Vixen, uh, Vixen Top Cat. So um, the coach there, I stayed in contact with him and he helped me get um, a couple of schools talking to me without my Juco coaches having influence on it. So he helps get, like, it's like Blue Star Europe, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of had that sort of connect, and then so that's how I was getting school information. And in my year, when I was a sophomore, I was the only one getting schools. Everyone else, they're not less talented. They could be more talented than me, but they weren't getting any schools because they only had the the one person they had to get them schools weren't doing it, and that was the JUCO coach. And because I had someone outside of that, I had better. I had better hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had better resources. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what's the best part of playing in America? Atmosphere. Okay. Care to elaborate? What about the atmosphere? Um, it's just. <laughs> it's like so surreal. It's like, oh my god, like. We're actually on TV right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cameras and you know, all these cameras giving me epilepsy, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's the whole atmosphere and then the music, it's like the fans coming. It's it's like unimaginable. And then when you go to places like South Carolina where it's sold out, or you go to Mississippi State where it's sold out, it's like wow. And then you have like fans saying mean things to you and it's just like wow how <laughs> did mean, you do with that <laughs> how I, do i deal with it it's white noise you learned you learned that it's white noise and you, you can't okay. control it 
What was the worst thing that someone said to you? What was the worst thing like a fan shouted out? Oh, that's not appropriate for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Me, <laughs> me living in Spain <laughs> and stuff, I came across like a lot of racist people. Mm-hmm. And then so, and then going to national team, you go to racist countries to compete and stuff. You learn to like learn that it's just white noise, and you can't let outside noise like dictate the game. Mm-hmm. So even though it's like yeah, they're saying this, that, and the other, but they're paying to watch you play. So I couldn't care less. You know what I mean? You just got to grow, grow up with it. You know. So I guess my past experiences with national team being in Spain did help with that in a way yeah do you know that 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 mess i like the fact i can't repeat it (laughs) uh what was the team that you hated playing team i hated playing team Uh, on the calendar you were like man not these guys again you know maybe it was an active team was it the the carolina team because it sounds like they 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 kept you guys busy Oh yeah, teams like that, like top rank teams, and like. But at the end of the day, it just depends on how you perform. Like to me, rankings don't matter because once them lights go on and it's game day, like whoever wins is whoever wins. Because my team, we beat Kentucky, like number forty. Like, you know what I mean? We beat ranked teams, so that doesn't really matter. We could, if we beat South Carolina, it's just like yeah, we beat South Carolina. You know what I mean? It just depends how everyone plays on that day. So. But was there a team that I actually hated to play? I would say, I would say Arkansas. Like they really got on my nerves. Like, I don't even know why. Like they just really got on my nerves. Like some of them, like no, nah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it was the first time I ever played them. Yeah, when I was a junior, I was like, oh, I can't stand these girls. I really can't. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move uh, off the court a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the weather like in Florida, um, and are there extremes? Um, and Texas Midlands. What, what was the what mm-hmm. was the, the weather, the climate, the you know in yeah. those in those areas? So, in Texas, it was like dry heat. It was really hot. It was really hot. But then when it came to winter, it did get really cold. And I think people think, huh, Texas cold? Yeah, I was freezing. There's times I'd be freezing in <laughs> Texas. Same with Florida, like. <laughs> was there snow in snow in Texas? Yeah, there was my first year. It did snow. It was quite surreal because I never thought it would ever snow out there. It did snow, yeah. So that was quite interesting. But overall, like in Texas, it'll, it'll be cold in October, November, December, January, and then by February it's hot again. Okay. It's hot, hot, hot. And it's pretty much the same with Florida. I think Florida was hotter for a longer duration. Like, it'll be hot till, like, November, I guess. And then it'll start to heat back up. And then it'll be really cold, then it'll heat back up in, like, um, let's say, March, February. It'll get hot again. What about uh, hurricane season? Um, like, <laughs> what what's that all about? Because, you know, unless you've been to Florida or... You know, like you don't know much about that tropical storms. Like, can you? Did you face any of that stuff when you was out there? No, but we almost did. It's like they always just miss us, which is thank the Lord. But because we're like in the middle, like um, near Orlando, two hours from Orlando, like 
and out like maybe two hours from Jacksonville. So we're just like in the middle. We're in a city, so we're not near any water as such. So we didn't really like like Miami, you know, down them ends, like they get a lot of tropical storms and stuff. But where I was specifically, like I didn't experience it. There was times where it was like really windy. You feel like, oh my God, it's gonna pick up. Like literally just before coronavirus or in the middle of coronavirus, like, yeah. Yeah, but like, I was scared. But no, I didn't really experience any, no, I didn't, no tropical storms. Okay, hey, this is nice. I know when I was younger and I was living out there, man, we had a couple of tropical storms and torrential downpours and stuff. And yeah, yeah that was that was rough, that was rough. Uh, how did you deal with uh, your jet lag, uh, you know, traveling to and from? Uh, what what hacks have you got for jet lag? What you know, in your, especially you being so well traveled. What mm-hmm. what uh, what hacks have you got for jet lag? I feel more jet lagged when I come back to the UK than when I'm out there. So I I don't think I really suffered as such. Like, and and I guess something to do with it is excitement. You're excited to be out there, so mm-hmm. it's like you don't really feel tired but um when i was when i say i'm jet lagged in florida and stuff i'm probably lying i don't think i was ever jet lagged out there so if i told my coach oh yeah i'm jet lagged now i'm just having a rubbish day in the office right now (laughs) uh confessions like no i was lying i was fine yeah i probably was just lying i don't feel like i was ever jet lagged (laughs) i love it (laughs) like I'm being dead and that's being in Texas as well. I don't think I ever got jet lagged. Never got I think when I normally come back to London, I take like a week of just sleeping. But when I'm out in Florida or Texas, I don't think I ever got jet lagged, not one bit. For me but I did like I had Australian teammates and I could see that they were dead tired. But no, for me, and I know some people do suffer from jet lag, but no, I wasn't one of them, so I got lucky. <laughs> it was cool. Okay, no worries. Uh, best place to get food. Where is um, the go-to destination, um, both in, in uh, by mate? Um, what's the word? Uh, oh, tongue tied. Where is the best place to get food um, in both both places? Um, okay, so in Texas, go to Whataburger, get a patty melt. Definitely, I'll definitely tell you to get that. I can't even remember Texas. I think Texas, no, Texas Roadhouse is good, but I'm allergic to peanuts. And they have like nuts everywhere in Texas Roadhouse. So I can't really be in there too tough, but they do like a little like bread and butter and it tastes really good. Um, Florida, bread and butter, is that, is that the recommendation really? Bread and butter? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like you just, no, it's, it's like cinnamon, like Cinnamon bread. rolls. Okay. Yeah, no, oh, they taste so good. But Patty Melt <laughs> and Whataburger, like that tastes like, amazing. I really miss that, Whataburger. But then in um, Florida, anything seafood, wherever you go. No, don't go Bahama Breeze. It's fake seafood. But, okay. Well, it's fake like Jamaican food. It's like authentic. I don't know what the hell it is. But um, there's like a Gainesville shack. I lived in Gainesville town, so it's like there's a but then Juicy Crab is really good. There's another crab place right next to it. I like a lot of seafood. I think that's because of Spain. I went to Spain. So I guess anything seafood in Florida will taste amazing. Cause it's you're on the water, like it tastes good. So where where was the best place though? If you could go back just for one meal, 
where would it be? Yeah, the Gainesville Shack. I think that's what it's called. It's like, it looks so dirty on the outside and it probably is dirty on the inside, but it is the best seafood ever. Hey. Like, they be seasoning up their crab, their egg, their sausage. Like, it tastes so good. I can't, I can't even. Regardless of the dirt, it's, it's still cool. You know what I mean? It's, it looks like a little shack. <laughs> like, it's just like, but it's, it, you can tell that the food is clean, but on the outside, it looks, Rummy, but it tastes amazing. Oh, but if you want to go out on like a like clubbing or whatever, and then you want somewhere to eat, go to Checkers because Checkers wings. Yeah, Checkers. checkers? In- yeah, check. Have you been Checkers? I have, but I mean, I wouldn't say that's like a top food destination. For the wings after a night out, yeah, it is. And you're you talking about after that. you're 21, right? And you, you know, what I mean, you're legal to go out and. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a part of it. <laughs> uh, what's the must go to point of interest? It's like in Gainesville or Florida in general or you know, wherever. Where's the you know, of the places that you've been to, where is the must see? So like best seeing place, places that I've been to? Yeah, like apart from the club, you know what I mean? Some of our guys yeah. aren't gonna be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in Texas, I really like San Antonio. If you just go to San Antonio, I think it's really beautiful there. Just to walk around by the river, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know where I'm talking, like, yeah, it's really nice there. Um, in Florida, like, what is it called? St. Augustine is like the oldest bit of America, so there's a lot of history in there. So it's like the Spanish guy colonized. I don't, I don't really know the history, but it's like a lot of old Spanish buildings, and it makes it makes you feel like you're in Spain. Literally, it's like, oh, really? yeah. Um, the school there's Flagla, Flagla, however you say it. Um, but yeah, I think it's really pretty to see how they still have some sort of history because there's a lot of, despite the fact that America is so big, a lot of history doesn't date back to all the way back then like how like British history does so it's quite interesting to see that in America and um where else would I say I mean I'm a stupid Harry Potter fan so I liked Universal Studios in Orlando you know okay okay <laughs> I'm gonna go to Disney World like little stuff like that but um where anywhere else particular in Gainesville in Gainesville where's nice in Gainesville I mean if you want to see go gator seeing like see alligators <laughs> like on the marsh and stuff yeah like, there's a lot of lakes yeah there's a lot of swamps like a lot of lakes and stuff where you see a lot of gators and stuff but what like Gainesville's just like college town it's just a college town so there's a lot of like college people <laughs> college like okay. was there anything cool oh they have like i didn't get to go but there's like a place where you can see monkeys. I have an obsession <laughs> with monkeys. But I wanted to go for my birthday this year, but it got like... Obviously, yeah. Pandemic, yeah, yeah. So they do have like a little zoo, I guess, where you could like touch monkeys and they can like, I don't know, like Gainesville is just a nice place to be. I would, but I just went there for college. I don't really, I don't really see, like normally if you had a day off, we want to get out of Gainesville. So we go to Jacksonville to go shopping and stuff. You know what I mean? You don't really want to okay. stay here. So, yeah. Okay, speaking of shopping, you know, <laughs> uh, as a baller, where is the best place to get kicks? 
in you know in Gainesville or you know uh, wherever he was in Texas like where's mm-hmm. where's the best place for you to get kicks okay when I was in Texas I feel like I was in my school um there was water burger and then there was a mall and that was it it was a triangle there was nothing else surrounding it like I'm being dead serious like it was so quiet and you could see like terrible Tumble, I don't know. Tumbleweed. You can see tumbleweed. Like, that's how quiet it was for me in Texas. I was in West Texas, so like Lubbock, you know what I mean? So, I, it oh, was okay. like, yeah, literally nothing there. Like, Lubbock was like going to Lubbock was like to go shopping, you know what I mean? So, then and then in Florida, um. I wouldn't say any store specifically. I feel like you need to know a plug online and you need- I've heard that already, yeah. Yeah. There's a plug. Yeah, you got to know a plug to know someone and then get your shoes. Because any store, nah, you got to know a plug to get your shoes online and get discounted, obviously. Okay. And get the exclusive ones, the rare color colorways. Um, I'll give you someone, we can put it, we can add it, like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, Are that's what. Hey, if you want, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can put that up. I'll put the plugs up. Yeah, I'll give you three of them. I'll give you three plugs to get shoes from. It's hey. Okay. <laughs> you say just use uh, uh your code page. Just say you know. Palm tree. <laughs> big big palm tree. I got you. Uh, best American holiday. Like a holiday spent in in America. No, as in the holiday period. So Thanksgiving. Oh, Day, okay. Labor Day. Uh, Christmas. What like yeah, whatever. I would period. say um, what's just before Christmas? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to eat. So Thanksgiving did come in handy. It's like comfort eating all at once. Like. Okay. <laughs> eating 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 i would say that and then because um black friday is like around that time as well you kind of get discount on stuff i know people don't like like black friday because of the history behind it but i mean i want this kind of clothes so i you know just you just out there buying stuff i got you i hear you (laughs) did you get homesick and how i mean i think i know the, the answer to this but did you get homesick and how did you deal with you know being away from your friends and family um, I didn't get homesick. You've been but on the I, road since 13, so I'd imagine, yeah. you know. I mean, you saw me when I was homesick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. Like, like a week into it. Like, I want to go home. <laughs> like, damn. Literally. So I feel like, no, that was the hardest part. When you first start to live away from home, that's where it's hard. But when you're just used to like being away from home, it's whatever. But I think I was... Um, I was confronted with a lot of like family situations, like deaths in the family, like craziness going on in the family, and I couldn't be there. So I guess, especially in my last two years, it did dwell in my heart a lot. So I feel like, oh damn, I want to go home, man. Like, I want to be with my family and stuff. Like, I'm going through this, that, and the other. But I, I wanted to go home, but did I really need to go home? No, not really, because I feel like it was better for me to be where I was. And just knowing that understanding, okay, I'm upset for now, but it's like it's whatever at the end of the day tomorrow i'll be okay so i did i get homesick i guess so but 
because I've been home homesick <laughs> that was really nothing to me but it was it was hard to deal with when you're going through like a lot of family issues and, and you can't be there with family and then you've got a time difference and stuff but I'm now like how old am I I'm like 20 21 you know what I mean 22 like you just start to get used to it so it's just like oh okay nothing I can, it's not in my control do you know what I mean I've got, I've got to do what I've got to do out here to to graduate so, so how 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 and this is you know probably a great question for those who are going over when that stuff arises you know um, illnesses and family situations going on back home how did you you know apart from getting on a plane and going home but how did you navigate that to make sure that you stayed on course to as you say play ball and study and all the rest of it what was there any you know vices that that helped yeah so this was a big learning experience for me because i uh i didn't trust in my my team or my coaches to a point where i feel like i could talk to them about like situations or why i'm acting off or stuff like that so it got to a point where you know my, my everyone came to me and said look we got you um you're not going through this alone you need to talk to us whenever you want do you know what i mean and so like because you know you're so used to the narrative of coaches just caring about basketball and, and just care about keeping their jobs they don't care about you as a person they're just going to scream and shout at you it's such a simple narrative out there for american coaches but so that's why i thought that and i didn't want to express how i was feeling about certain things but then when like certain situations happened and I saw they actually did care about me, you know, my coaches, they're like, fine with me. Like, it's just things I've never seen before. So it was like, damn, like my coaches do care about me and I need to talk to my resources. I need to talk to these people to help me get off my chest and help them understand me. And then they know how to talk to me or if I'm okay today or what's going on and do whatever they can to help. Because if you, if you just keep it in by yourself and you just keep it in, keep it in, you're going to go crazy. And that's what happened to me. I just went crazy with it all. Like, it was not a nice picture at all. But when I started to talk to people, I had a, um, I had a, a sports psychologist I was talking to. I had, um, I had a doctor I was talking to about my health. You know what I mean? I had like a lot of people I was actually starting to reach out to. And it was just nice to feel that I have a home away from home like I have a family out here but not all coaches are going to be like that because when I was in JUCO and um, my cousin got murdered in London and I was upset I told my coach and then the morning and that evening we had practice he, he came up to me and he was like oh what was it it was your niece or oh no, no no it was your cousin and I was like yeah and he was like oh yeah life sucks and he just taps me on my um my knee and just walks off so some coaches are gonna like be with you and some coaches just don't know how to be sympathetic you know what i mean like they, they just don't know how to deal with certain situations and it's just good to know the difference like as long as you know you can talk to someone about it then it's okay because even in that situation my my juco teammates they had me you know what i mean they bought me stuff they made sure i was okay 24 7 like they had my back even though i didn't get my coach didn't have my back you know he didn't care about how I felt but you know everyone like every school every institution is different and I think I was shocked at how Florida looked after me because they really did 
they really did look after me as a person and made sure I was okay as a person as well as a basketball player as well as a student so yeah just using your resources I know what you you have like know what your school has I didn't know my school has all these like um sports psychologists or just someone outlets to talk to I just didn't know it you know what I mean and then once you know that you know like if you don't feel comfortable talking to one person you may feel comfortable talking to another and then with that being said like i have a group chat with like a lot of Amer um uk athletes who are now in america so uh we touch base every now and then and we're like how's it going life hurts. Oh, nice. you know what i mean everyone's like life hurts it's hard i want to go home man my coach did this man my coach did that do you know what i mean it was just and it's good to know you're not the only one going through it <laughs> it's good to know like yeah every institution's crazy out there but it's just like like yeah we're all going through it man like we're all in this together so it's like yeah so it's that's cool. nice man that's nice you guys have a have a, <laughs> have a group chat um right so the the big question the fun question um being a collegiate athlete um being away from home Mm-hmm. being away from you know uh, just essentially being out on your own there's a lot of distractions now I'm assuming there's you know drugs there's boys and girls out there how do you deal with these distractions <clears throat> so uh, so I don't did you hear about the LSU um, basketball player who got killed uh, no, no I don't think so okay uh, or there was a coach who killed a man in like I don't, I, okay so there was stories that hit headlines like that um our coach sits us down and like gives us the headline and he definitely says like something you do for 30 seconds can dictate the next 30 years of your life so when you're not in this when you're not playing basketball and you're not in school think about what you're doing because like you're you represent this school and it's it's true what he's saying because everyone's watching you all the time so if you're reaching if you're even if you're speeding or if you got if you're cussing someone because of road rage or whatever that will get back to your coach because everyone knows everyone do you know what i mean and everyone knows your face you're all over the place yeah that's an athlete i'm gonna talk to that um to uaa or i'm gonna talk to a faculty because do you know what i mean so you have to be careful especially when it comes to like people because people are going to try and use you to get into certain things me as a female athlete i never had to pay to get into a club do you know what i mean so it's like and uh someone in my class might use that as an outlet but i'm going to hang out with her because she gets into clubs for free do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like you have to be careful with certain people because they are going to use you for clout and they are going to like yeah it's crazy in terms of drugs and stuff like you just have mm, when it comes to drugs like don't do nothing stupid just don't do don't do like just don't do nothing stupid because i understand you're in college you haven't experienced certain stuff but know your intake i know what's wrong and don't sniff not like just be careful like because people are going to spike your stuff people are going to tell you something that it isn't do you know what i mean and it's when you know you're really od right now you really have to be careful because people are out there to embarrass you they want to see you do something stupid like 
yeah, uh, cool. I've done some stuff. I've learned from it. And you know what I mean? I never, um, but I, I was always in control of the situation. But I've seen people where they haven't been in control of the situation. I'm like, oh my God, like, no, 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 no. We can't do this. We're all going to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like this is what my coach is saying. Like, 30 seconds could be the next 30 years of your life. And it shows it. Like, I really, that, that was in with me till today. Like, make sure I make good decisions and good choices because yeah um when you're okay these are for all the people with accents like if you're in london you're going to america you're gonna have a, a london accent or a british accent um opposite sex or the main sex is gonna find that attractive and they're gonna try and like get with you just because of that it's, it's it's just like that it is what it is yeah it's, so how do you how do you navigate that you know so with these distractions you know drugs or um romantic advancements Mm -hmm. putting it nicely like what how do you say okay no i'm gonna leave that over there and now i'm gonna focus on getting in the gym or i'm gonna focus on my studies or Mm -hmm. or do you or do you just say you know what i'm gonna indulge and hopefully try and do everything at the same time and just juggle it I think it's maturity and environment. If your teammates aren't doing it, you're not likely to do it. Do you know what I mean? So know the environment you're in. If you're someone who doesn't want to be a part of that, then then go on a team that's not a part of that. Do you know what I mean? A coach can sell you something, but it's really about what the teammates are like. And you'll see that on your visit. If the teammates are all out partying and this and that, when you see them on Snapchat a couple of days later and they're still out partying, and that's, that's what they're going to be doing all season. It is what it is. So it's like, pay attention to stuff like that. And I feel like, think about really what you want. If you want to like really strive for something great, then you don't want to be in that sort of environment. You kind of want to go to a school where it's it's like really like strict. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, you got to think about it. You just got to make better decisions from young because it will like follow through. Like it, it really will. Um, and yeah, environment, because my my team wasn't really into like all the drugs and partying, like mm, summer, summer partying, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, that did happen. But during the season and stuff, like no, we weren't into all of that, especially not drugs, um, relationships, no, not all like, and the thing is like, we have like a, we have a group chat and we talk about stuff like, <laughs> I don't know, my teammate was trying to pimp me out. <laughs> like, she was like, okay. hey, just like talk to this person or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, just talk to him so we can make money out of him. I'm like, no, it's like, it's things money. Me like, make that. Yeah, they're trying to pimp me out. Like, literally, okay. Like, we'll go to a club. Oh, $10 to talk to her. Da, 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 da. Like, it, it's, but it's all fun and games because yeah. we, weren't, we weren't actually like follow through with anything. Like, we're just laughing at it and it just shows. Cause it's all fun and games. Don't take these people serious. Cause they don't care about you. They just these boys just want to do whatever with you and move on to the next girl. So be careful because when you do one thing with one boy, that could spread to everyone and everyone's gonna have an opinion of you. Do you know what I mean? So be careful. Just you just gotta be careful and make good decisions. Make the right decision. I love it. I love it. I love it. So just as we're uh, we're finishing up, is there any? Uh, thoughts or comments that you'd want to you know tell the young prospects you know going out what you know what words of wisdom do you have going out to America yeah 
Okay. Um, okay, when you're going on visits, go on more than one visit because you can fall in love with a school straight away. But then that's your opinion of one school. You need to you need to make a comparison. So like go go on a couple of visits maybe, and that's if you have the opportunity. If they want you and stuff, definitely do it. I do recommend it. And you don't pay anything out of it. You're going to all these schools for free. Do you know what I mean? It's coming out of the school's paycheck, not yours. So it's just like I would definitely recommend for you to be able to make a comparison between schools and um, don't overcommit to one school too quick. So like, cause you you might change your mind. You know what I mean? I was so fixated on going to Clemson. I draw that every single school. The only reason why I got Florida was because um, I knew the coach prior. So that's the only reason. So I was able to build that. I had that relationship there, but had it not been for that, I don't think I know what school I'd be at. I don't know what school I would have graduated at. So I just think like, yeah, make sure you you like, just go on a couple visits and not just stick to one visit and um it's okay when you get there and everything your coach told you was a lie and he does scream at the top of his head and he um is not the nice sweet soul that you thought he was and you're like oh my god he shouted at me like no every coach is the same because they need to keep their jobs at the end of the day this is a business and what you're going to realize how how business um how the business world is so like in basketball or any sport in america compared to like uk like that's all it is you're being paid to work and if you don't produce you can you can go they can tell you to go so it's like and america's not for like you gotta be thick-skinned because you're gonna come across things that did like especially being a black person and stuff like you got to be because americans like like their minority group they got to grab a lot quicker because of what is coming at them do you know what i mean so they got to make better decisions a lot quicker because like they're just surrounded by a lot of things that probably uk people aren't surrounded by as like you know like that explicit so just be aware like you gotta make good decisions and become thick-skinned because people are going to talk to you a certain type of way and stuff and you might think like wow how can this person talk to me like that like who are they talking to like no like get like that's how they talk out here like just get used to it mm. it's just a business like you just gotta get used to it man yeah pretty straightforward pretty like brazen kind of thing yeah america's not for the week i'll say that for sure Perfect. Right. That was great. Thank you for your time, Paige. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Paige Robinson. Thank you for watching. That is marvellous.